Hey everyone, welcome to another uh, installment of our Scout Spotlight podcast series. This is the first of the year. Uh, I'm Josh Norris, the senior editor with Baseball America, and joining us this time is David Jennings, a Southeast area scout with the Orioles, who has the distinction uh, of signing two number one overall prospects uh, on a, on Baseball America's Top 100, Matt Wieters and this year's number one, Gunnar Henderson. How are you, David? Doing well. Perfect. Um, you know, I just want to jump right into it and say, you know, with Gunnar Henderson, what were the impressions you had of him the first time you saw him? And what, what, when was it? Was he a freshman or an underclass? He would have been a uh, between his sophomore and junior year in high school uh, was the first time I seen him. And, uh, you know, we had him on the East Coast Pro Team. I was one of the coaches those years down in uh, Tampa. And, uh, you know, he really stood out even then at that age. What what stood out about him? Just the athleticism, uh, the way he carried himself. You know, he, he was, I thought, very mature at that age. Uh, guys kind of looked up to him, kind of followed his leadership. And, uh, you know, it, it was fun to watch him grow those couple of years in high school. So being a coach on that team, you obviously got a pretty good uh, inside look at the makeup of the player. Just how did that stand out, you know, for for from a scouting perspective? Yeah, that was, that's a really good thing to be in the dugout. Yeah, to be in the uh, the dugout with them, and um, you know, off the field in the uh, hotel with them, uh, just to see how they uh, just handle their business. You know, he's they're there early. If they're taking extra ground balls or hitting um, down in the cages underneath, and uh, it, it it does show you just how they really carry themselves. And did he, he did all those things that made him kind of jump in your Absolutely. mind? Absolutely, yeah, guys. You know, it wasn't he. He wasn't a uh, a boisterous type leader. He was a, a, the quiet leader, and uh, you know, guys looked up to him. Guys would uh, would follow him around, hang out with him, and. And there was good reason. He he was he's a a good person, no question. So when you when you're in the draft that uh, that year, and you're watching, you know, you obviously Adley Rutschman goes number one. You think you know Gunner's probably a first round type talent. Are you getting a little nervous as the as the round kind of goes on? And you and then when he gets to the second round, you'd say, oh oh my goodness, he's available. I mean, how hard did you pound the table to say, hey, you know, this guy's pretty darn good too. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, that year we we definitely had a lot of guys go in and there and see him and uh, and Selma, and uh, so you know it just wasn't me and uh, you know everybody has seen him and uh, yeah I know there had been some some heavy hitters from some clubs that go in to watch him and it was a little surprising that he was there at forty two and um, yeah and. We were there, and luckily we got got him and uh, and and got him out as Oriole. So, and then you know, I think it was his it was first you know twenty twenty season. Obviously, was you know not great uh, for anybody. But he, when I talked to him for our minor league player of the year story, he said, you know, being at the alternate site and being one of those super young guys there and facing you know Grayson Rodriguez and Dean Kramer and Dylan Tate and all guys like that really helped him get like a, a sneak preview of what he was to expect uh, when the minor leagues returned. Cause he ever, do you think that's kind of stuff can be valuable too? I mean, just 
it's a silver lining almost of that season, if there were any. I'd say that was definitely the the, the silver lining. He, uh, yeah, facing those guys that have had some some big league time and um, missing a whole year like that, and I think that really that really helped him a lot. Did, did you ever get to, you got to talk to him since he turned pro much, or does he keep in contact with you? I mostly just texted with him, you know, uh, texted, you know, when he got the call up and, you know, during the years that something good would happen, he'd get, he'd get moved up or win some, some award. I'd always text him, you know, much as you can. Were you uh, in Baltimore for his debut? Uh, no, I was not. This didn't work out this year for me to get up there. Uh, hopefully I can get down to spring training and see him and, uh, Think Westburg's down there, so hopefully I can get down there and see them. Well, that's a that's a perfect dovetail because I was going to mention Jordan Westburg is also is the second guy on the top 100 that you've signed. Kind of same idea with with Gunner. What were the first impressions you got of Jordan, and and what made him a guy in your mind that you really wanted to target? Uh, with Jordan, the athleticism and the size, you know, on the body was just fantastic i mean he he did some things uh just moving with the lower half uh he showed the arm the bat you know i've seen him as a freshman he played in some third base and then you know as the year went on he moved over to short and then uh you know he settled there at short with state and um, a couple of uh world series trips i believe and uh uh want to say he hit a home run I think the first in his uh, first World Series out there, I think. But, uh, yeah, he was just another solid, made every play, you know, showed the range that you want to see, and just an exceptional athlete. So I mentioned earlier that, you know, you you signed Matt Weeders as well, and that was a, a fair amount of time ago. You know, how much has changed in the scouting world since, you know, you signed Matt Weeders? It's been... There's been a lot of obviously variables that have come and gone since then. Yeah, it definitely has for sure. Uh, you know, just the the I guess the the video has, has really become big. Uh, obviously, the analytic political part of it, um, just staying on top of guys, and you know, guys just seem now there's more uh, bigger, stronger, maybe some stronger arms on the mound from where ninety. 90, 91 used to be the norm, and now, you know, it's almost impossible not to see 95 quite a few times a year and even a couple of hundreds now. It's just, you know, it, guys have seemed to get bigger and stronger, and uh, and just the scouting world, just the, the techno technology part of it is, you know, you, you got to keep up with it, that's for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How do you view kind of stuff like that? I mean, was there a reticence at first to use it or is it is it now part of a, a complete picture? Do you get I think it is a complete picture. I know, you know, back in the day, you you look at the stats and you, you see the strikeouts and the walks, uh, the, the average, the hits, and, uh, you know, the doubles to the home runs. And, uh, you know, now there's some, and it always can spit something out and tell you a, a good number for it. And uh, to rank these guys a little bit better and, uh, you know, put them in a better spot to get them. So when you when you go out, you're going to go out, obviously this is being recorded uh, right before college opening or D1 opening weekend. So you go out, let's say you see a player you like. How much video will you go back and watch of him, uh, you know, before you complete your report? Uh I'll video them at the game on the phone and, you know, I'll have that. And usually I go in, you know, I get back to the hotel at night. I'll, uh, you know, watch a little bit of that, uh, edit it. So you get to see it there, but you watch it a little bit. And then, you know, if you got a question or something, there's tools on here that you can use that, um, you know, you can see them against left-handed pitchers. You can see them in one, two counts or, uh, see only curveballs. So if there's a question, you know, you can, you can find something to, to figure it out and see it. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, if you, if you see a guy who's supposed to be a guy and he doesn't perform for you for whatever reason, uh, whether it's bad, just has a bad series, what have you. And maybe you see that series as a bit of an outlier. Can you go back and look at the video and say, okay, here's what he looks like normally instead of the three game look I got. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely do that. And, uh, you know, you just you want to stay with the tools sometimes and, you know, not much on the performance, but it, it'll over the year it'll play out and you get the bigger the bigger picture of it. Which is the uh, the moat, which which uh, piece of technology is, is your favorite at this point, your your weapon of choice? Uh, the video. I, that just you can get so many que- uh, questions answered there with the video. So you're you're in the you know the Orioles system now in a really exciting time. In addition to the two guys I mentioned, I mean there's plenty of guys that you know, Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall still counts as a prospect. Uh Joey Ortiz is a guy who's running up the ranks. You've got a bunch of you know, uh Hudson Haskin, I believe, is your guy as yeah. well. Uh yeah. and I could go on and on. There are you're I think you have eight top one hundred guys this year, which I right. think is a tied for the most period. How exciting is it to be a member of the Baltimore Orioles right now? It's very exciting. You know, uh, they send us out and we see, we cross over and see some other guys out of area and, um, you know, sitting in the draft room and we get one of these guys like uh, Holiday, you know, that us went and seen. And it's so exciting for all of us. I mean, we've got a great group of guys together 
uh, in the draft room. And it's just an exciting time. We're rooting for each other. And, um, you know, we'd like to see the guys and we'd like to get them and put them in our system because we know that our uh, development department is really good right now. And they are they're uh, putting some guys up quickly. So did you I mean, I know he's not in your area, but you've seen Jackson Holiday before. Yes. Ended up seeing him with uh, the Team USA 18s down in uh, Sarasota, I guess, before the senior year. And then, uh, well, the East Coast Pro. And then I went out and seen him this year or this past year and, and, uh, during their season. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because we're doing the, the top 100 process. We typically send out our whatever prelim list we come to after a lot of arguing and we send it to executives and whoever. And this year, the guy that came back the most is like, you need to move him up your list was Jackson holiday. Like the, the praise was, you know, very, very like putting your ear against a jet engine kind of loud. Uh, is that the guy that, I mean, is, does that kind of match up with what you've seen just from, from him, you know, seeing him at all these events? Yeah. I mean, he had a, a great, uh, progress from the the i guess it was the fall that i seen him until his, his spring year uh, he he did very well he progressed very well no question What's, what stands out about him as a player uh this well he's got unbelievable makeup the power uh, his ability to play shortstop uh you know and just uh you know, the knowledge he had on the game, just the way it, it just came easy to him and he had good feel. The bloodlines there, of course, help. And, um, yes. you know, I think you could really see that. Yeah, I mean, I think we read an article saying, like, it, it could be if if things break right this year, he could be the number one overall prospect next year, which would give the uh, the Orioles three straight number one overall prospects, which has not happened in the history of Baseball America, which is, you know, in the middle of its third third decade right now so like i said earlier it's it's got to be a really special time to look at that farm system and look at your developers and what you're coming to the big leagues bringing to the big leagues and you're closer than ever it's from you know advancing in a pretty difficult division definitely a uh, difficult division no question were you uh you know how, how fun was it last year to follow your guys as you competed for a wild card spot for the first time in i think it was eight nine years yeah, it's been a while. Uh, very exciting. You know, you check the box scores. You watch it on your phone when you can. Uh, if you're at the house, you get to watch them play. And uh, it, it was exciting to see the young guys come in and, and bring that kind of energy up there. Uh, it was fun to watch. So I, last question before I go, just, you know, if you've seen guys throughout your system, who's the guy nobody's talking about in your system that people will know by the end of the year? Well, you brought up uh, Joey Ortiz. He seems to be be a uh, a name that's definitely climbing up the board. I think Kowser is uh, one you got could be you know has a chance anyway this year. Uh, it's exciting, man. There's a lot of guys there that are that are scratching and clawing and making their way up the boards. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us this week. Good luck this whole year uh, out there on the trail. And good luck to your Orioles as they, you know, try to add all these pieces that you guys have signed and drafted and developed and brought through your system and look like they're about to start bubbling at the top. All right, great. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Thank you very much.